Welcome to Let's Find Waldo with Mark Dowling. This is the show where I, Mark Dowling, will describe the illustrations in the Where's Waldo 30th Anniversary Edition book and do my best to find the elusive and titular Waldo. If you'd like to follow along with me, the international standard book number is 978-0-7636-9579-8. That number again, 978-0-7636-9579-8. If you don't have access to books, you are welcome to close your eyes and listen along as I paint these uh, magnificent scenes in, in great detail. I have to, it's very well drawn. The character of Waldo is an Americanized version of the British character Wally, created by Martin Hanford in 1986. Uh, the American version, I guess, I guess uh, people, they felt that Waldo was a more common name for us Americans to identify with. Though I haven't met anybody named Waldo in my musings as an American citizen, have you? Write in and uh, tell me. Waldo is a bit of a red herring, a straw man, if you will, which are two colloquialisms to describe someone or something that is camouflaged or misleading. It's also known as an informal fallacy, which I guess is like a formal fallacy, only it's dressed a little more casually. Waldo wears a striped sweater, blue jeans, and a knit cap, and is hidden amongst a crowd of people in various locations. He uses a cane. I don't know why he uses a cane, but whatever injury he has, it doesn't seem to prevent him from traveling, which is inspiring. I also don't know why we need to find him. He always seems very content. He seems to know what he's doing, but I think we as humans are maybe all looking to find ourselves, especially in our teenage years and throughout our 20s. It's a pretty deep message for a book made for children. This book is made for children, but it doesn't say that adults can't read it. So I think we're okay giving it a shot. But before we do, we're going to take a quick break. So we'll be right back after this. You are listening to Let's Find Waldo with Mark Dowling. So stay tuned. Welcome back to Let's Find Waldo. We are on page one of the Waldo book. That's the 30th anniversary edition. ISBN number 978-0-7636-9579-8. That number again. 978-0-7636-9579-8. Today we find ourselves in a town square and we're looking for Waldo. We actually have a message from Waldo. Uh, take it away. Hey, motherfucker, it's Waldo. I'm setting off on a worldwide hike. You can come too. All you have to do is find me. I got all I need. I got my walking stick, kettle, mallet, cup, backpack, Sleeping bag, binoculars, camera, snorkel, belt, bag, and shovel. I'm not traveling on my own. Wherever I go, there are lots of other characters for you to spot. 
First find Wolf, but all you can see is his tail. Wanda, Wizard, Whitebeard, and Oddlaw. Then 525 Waldo watches somewhere, each of whom appears only once in my travels. Can you find one other character who appears in every scene? Also in every scene, can you spot my key? Wolf's bone, Wanda's camera, Wizard, Whitebeard, Scroll, and Oddlaw's binoculars? Wow. What a search. Thanks, Waldo. So we found out he does not carry a cane. It's actually a walking stick. So that's a relief. I'm, I'm glad you're okay, buddy. He's also asking a lot of us. For this show, we're just going to focus on finding Waldo. So let's get started. Up at the top left of the page, we see two adults walking towards a child. Uh, at th first, I thought that was strange, but then I looked a little further, and now we see that he's walking around the corner to school, where there are a bunch of other children getting ready to start their day. And according to the clock above the school, it is almost 9 a.m. And outside of the school, the principal is there to greet them, and he's wearing sort of a David Byrne-type suit that he wore in uh, Stop Making Sense. He's got sort of big in the shoulders, but not as big as, obviously, that comically big suit in uh, that rock doc. Stop Making Sense. And we... Travel a little further to the right, and there's a crossing guard letting the kids go by. That's, I like that. I like that she's making it safe for everybody. But this, here, here's the thing. There's a bicycle accident that's only a couple feet away. There's two guys. One appears to be seriously injured. He's laying motionless on the floor, and another guy is sitting up on a curb. They both seem to be in shock, so... So I, I, may, I wonder whose fault it was. Maybe one thought they had the right of way, the other might not have even seen the guy, and they crashed into each other. But it looks like there's a hospital right there. All the doctors and nurses are running out to assist this man who is hopefully okay. It's nice that the doctors and nurses would leave their work and, and come outside and address the problem. That's right there. That's really nice. That's convenient. If you're going to get hurt, if you're going to get into an accident, you want to do so in front of a hospital. Now we go around the corner and we see a police station and they're arresting a guy. They're, they're bringing in a criminal. He's wearing a striped shirt. That's not Waldo though. Waldo is a good guy. I think he obeys the law and he wouldn't get caught. Next to the police station is the fire department and they're just starting their day. Everything seems okay. They're waving to each other. One guy is, is upstairs, maybe in the kitchen, making a pot of chili. That's what firemen do. So it's really convenient you have your fire department right next to the police precinct. So if you, they bring in like an arsonist or something, I don't know, they can collaborate with one another. Next door there's a television shop and we got a group of people staring through the front window watching a TV. And upstairs in the apartment above there's a guy watching TV. So I don't know if that's the owner and they're waiting for him to open the store, but uh, there must be something on television that everybody's interested in. Maybe it's an episode of Mythbusters. You, got, you can't start your day until you find out if, it's a, if that myth is busted or not. Next door, there's a shoe shop and people are looking through the window, but there's nothing in the window. So that place is closed. And in the apartment above, there's two people greeting each other. One is tipping their hat. Another one is wearing a yellow suit. 
which is very, very flashy. So he, he's either, you know, a, a rich guy or he's a, a bellhop of some sort. And there's a cat uh, in a window. That cat looks like it's having a good time. Next door, there's a mechanic who is appearing to, it looks like he's trying to fix a green car. The hood is open, but he's taking a lot of stuff out of it. There's a lot of parts that are on the floor around him. So I don't know if he's like maybe scrapping that car. It'd be a weird thing to do in broad daylight down the block from a police station. But there's a a gentleman in the window uh, smiling and looking at him and another guy adjusting his tie. So I think it's the, the guy who's adjusting his tie, I think it's his car. So he's aware of what's going on. So I don't think anything fishy is happening there. We go across the street, uh, past the bus. There's a couple more people going to work. One guy is whistling, and he's got his suitcase. And uh, this, this looks like it's a hotel. So, we got, so maybe the bellhop, he, he's uh, getting ready for work over there, and he lives just a couple blocks away from his, his job, which is very convenient. This is a really convenient town. You got a lot of uh, uh, stuff here in one place. And there's a fountain in the middle. Oh my, we got to talk about that fountain in a little bit. But so the hotel, there's a bunch of people checking in. There's a, a nice little limo driver opening the door for a lady. And, but up on the roof, we got something, got something happening. There, there is, so, okay, the bellhops wear red uniforms. So that guy's not a, a bellhop. I think that's just a rich guy. But on the roof, there's a bellhop and there's another guy who looks like a waiter and they're chasing a dog that's run away. There's a dog on the roof. Usually when your dog runs away, it's, it's on the ground and you can, you can stop it. You say, hey, get back here, get that dog. And then you'll get your dog back. But this is on the roof. So I'm very scared that this dog might fall off, but they seem to be closing in on it. So I, I hope not. There's a suspicious guy on the floor. He's got his hands in his pockets. I don't trust people who walk down the street with hands in their pockets because what, what's in those pockets? What are, they, what are they holding? What are they protecting? Alanis Morissette had one hand in a pocket and the other one, she always told us what the other one was doing. So I, I trust Alanis, but not this guy. And he's looking to the left. We can't see, we can't see what he's looking at because that, that's obstructed, that part of the page. We got another, we got more people on, on the roof there. There's three guys in overalls. One is a little bit older. He's probably like their boss or something. I don't know. They look like painters or maybe janitors. They're both holding mops and they're wearing buckets on their heads. <laughs> That's silly. Uh, this guy's feeding birds and he, he looks like he's enjoying their little sword fight that they're doing. And, uh, oh, no, I thought I found Waldo. I thought Waldo was in front of the hotel, but I don't think that's him. The hair is a little bit too long. So that's, that's somebody that's impersonating Waldo. So pay no mind to that person. That's not, that's not our friend. And so now we get to the center of the town square, which is a fountain. And there's a guy, he's wearing flippers and that, that breathing apparatus, that snorkel. And he's floating on top of the fountain, so that must be like a really powerful, a really powerful uh, uh, water feature that's pushing him up. It looks like he's having a good time, and everybody's 
everybody's staring at him, but sometimes you gotta swim like nobody's watching. And this is interesting. There's a statue and he's holding a bow, but no arrow. Can't help but wonder if this is the Greek god Artemis. Can't really see what the inscription says. But he has, somehow this statue has shot an arrow through a man's tire and it's punctured the tire and this man is hanging out the window and he's shaking his fist and rightfully so, he's angry. I'm more curious about how a statue shot an arrow through a tire. That's, that's worrying to me. I don't know who you would talk to about that. Maybe the mayor. Somebody's got to address that though. Highly, highly irregular. Across the street, we got a bookstore closed. Bookstores don't open up until obviously 9.30. And there's an accident. There's a fender bender outside. These two guys are, are pressing their faces against each other. But a cop is, is right there. He's running. Again, the very convenient town. The police station is right there down the block. So he's, he's running to break up this fight. It's a nervous woman. She's biting her nails. She's outside. Maybe she needs a book immediately, but they're not open yet. And she's sort of nervous. Maybe she's in a book club and she didn't read the book. Ugh. She waited too long to read the book. There's a barber shop next door and... Looks like there's only one barber and we got one, two, three, four people with shaggy hair going in and one, two, three, four people coming out with well-groomed hair. They, they look good. They look like they just got a cut. So this barber is, is very quick. He's doing a great job. I like someone who's good at their job, but right around the corner, there's a waiter who is not good at his job. He's serving someone and he's pouring them a glass of juice, but he's distracted by a pretty lady. So he's looking at the pretty lady, they're laughing, they're having a conversation. That lady looks like she's drinking a glass of wine. You know, I'm not here to judge, but 9, 9 a.m. in the morning, that's a little early for a glass of wine. But maybe she's celebrating something. You can't fault her for that. More people on the roof. Here are two guys, they look like they're window washers. They're not fighting with each other though. They're not like these silly janitors over there. They're, one guy's relaxing. He's take, maybe taking a look at his work. Maybe he did such a good job, he's looking at his reflection in said window. But they don't even realize that their buddy, who's hanging off of the roof washing a different window, he's dropping his bucket of water onto a guy who, who's just completely unaware. He's not looking up. There's a guy in a plaid suit not too far away. So hopefully he warns that guy. It's a, I wonder if that's the guy from the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. The guy who dances a lot. He's, he, he only dances, he doesn't play an instrument, but I'm sure he's like a buddy who, they couldn't, he couldn't be in the band, but the band let him join them on stage. It's very nice of them to let a guy who doesn't play an instrument, to let him come up on stage with you. And there's a lady, an old lady, I'd, I'd say late 70s. She's on a motorcycle, but she's, she does have a cane. She's holding a cane. So she's trying to maybe recapture her youth. 
Because I, I don't know about you, I've never seen an old lady on a motorcycle. But I like it. I, I like what she's doing. Now over here, I think this is City Hall, maybe. There's a guy outside and he's wearing a gold chain. Looks like, he looks important, so maybe that's the mayor. Does the mayor, does the mayor live at City Hall? If you're a mayor, please write in and let me know. Over here, there's a guy, uh, he's coming out of a, a manhole cover and he's knocking over other people who didn't expect somebody to be coming out of a manhole. Why can't it be a woman hole, you know? It's a conversation that someone else should be leading, not me. Over here, we got, I guess she's a botanist. I don't know, she's standing behind a counter and there's three plants on the counter but I don't see a, a cash register, so I don't think she's selling these plants. And she's wearing a lab coat, so maybe she's just showing off these experiments. One of the plants is choking a kid. I'm, it's very disturbing. Nobody seems to notice that that's happening, except his friend. His friend is very worried. So somebody should maybe alert uh, the, the hospital, the the nurses and doctors that are running out to address this bike issue, they don't know that across town there's a boy being choked by a, a sentient plant. But his death will be scored because not too far away there's a man playing a violin, a busker. He doesn't have a tip jar though, there's just loose change around his feet. I would say maybe get a tip jar to contain that change and then It'll be easier to take to a coin star later. But there are three people who are crying watching this man. So looks like he's doing a good job. He's really talented. So hopefully he won't be working for change much longer. He'll get a full-time gig in like a jazz club or something. Are violins jazz instruments? I'm not too sure. If you're a violinist, write in and let me know. And behind him, we've got this kiosk. I'm not sure what it is. It looks like a, maybe a fabric purveyor. Again, I don't see a cash register, so maybe this guy is just showing his fabric to these people who seem to be very interested in it. So that's good that he found good fabric. I don't know. Maybe he spent a couple months in like France or, or somewhere like France. Two women are talking and Oh, one is, one is holding a dog on a leash, and the dog is, is stretched far because it's hanging out with another dog. Uh, but there's a man carrying a bunch of china, a bunch of plates and, and cups, and he doesn't see that leash because the cups are stacked so high that they're covering his face. So he's going to trip over that leash. There's a lot of accidents that are happening this morning. The people on the roof, like these guys fighting on the roof with the brooms... I hope that nobody falls off because that could be a serious... Oh, look at this. Look, we found Waldo. There he is. He's right beneath those men who are fighting on the roof. There he is, right there. He's got everything. He's got his, uh, he's got his binoculars, his, his backpack and camera and belt, the bag, the shovel, the kettle, the mallet, everything. He's, he's right there. He's got his walking stick. And he's smiling. I'm glad. I'm glad he's smiling. So we found Waldo. We did it. Congratulations. 
Uh, I'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. Well, that'll do it for this edition of Let's Find Waldo with Mark Dowling. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to Lou Gonzalez for playing Waldo this episode. Join me next time where we'll travel to a beach to find our lost pal, Waldo. Until then, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at TheMarkDowling. That's T-H-E-M-A-R-K-D-O-W-L-I-N-G. If you like this show and you enjoyed spending some time together, please tell somebody you love to listen. And if you didn't like the show, tell someone you hate to listen. Why not? My name is Mark Dowling, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.